0: Hello, this is Xan, and this is what happened last time. Merck gave Cody Stamper an earful, even though he and his smuggling ring, the Kilderkin, have been kind enough to hide us in the tunnels beneath Wood's End. Lucan and I visited the Keeper's Temple and talked to Willoughby Weingarner, the Monsignor I liberated at the party the night before. There we found that several patients were suffering from incurable wounds, similar to Bishop Card and Merck's brother, Tedder. Meanwhile, Holg, Merck, and Relop went in search of the stone faces in the tunnels. They found them protected by a winged cat. It shrunk them down and toyed with them before showing them a teleportation circle and a scrying mirror depicting an elven treetop settlement. Luke and I returned to the tunnels and found the rest of the party. The cat told us to prove to the stone faces that we were friends. Most of them were elven, but one of them was dwarven. Reminded of the advice given by the blacksmith and Rontiman, I held out the dwarven necklace given to me by Bishop Card. The stone face animated and said, Hello, friend.
1: And you're standing in front of this line of stone faces sticking out of the wall, and you've just shown Bishop Cards' necklace to the one dwarven face, six clearly elven faces alongside it, kind of evenly spaced, a little bit worn in time. And when you held that up and it said hello, it animated. And much like the face you'd seen previously, it has the flexibility of a normal face. You know, the stone sort of moves as a face would even though it's still got all the seams and things from the brick that it was carved out of. And it did speak in Elven when it said hello. So she'll look at the rest of the Elven faces. Are they doing anything? The Elves have currently gone still. It seems that in between speaking, you know, this pliant face kind of goes stone again. Like it's hard to tell that anything's happening there in between. So it could be that you've got all of these faces kind of aware of you and looking, but it's it's just a little bit hard to tell when they're not speaking. Zan will slip the brooch on.
0: It's just kinda of, you'll know, pin it
1: to her
0: coat or something like that to kind of affix it to her. And then we'll speak directly to the
1: dwarf face. What is your purpose here? For just a second you think maybe it isn't going to respond. You know, maybe it just was this weird moment and then suddenly it animates again, you know, it opens its mouth and moves and Again, still speaking in Elven, it says, we are the guardians. We see over the all shrine of Glamadel. How do I access the temple? The temple is, is the room beyond. And that's the room with the teleportation circle?
0: Yeah. And they were able to access it just fine without having to deal with these people, right? Yeah, they'd
1: already been in there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's kind of looking at the door that's open,
1: looking back at the faces. One of the elves kind of kind of startles you because, again, you—they all sort of go still, mm-hmm. and one of the elves says, "What is it you seek in the temple?" We didn't even know the temple was here; we just stumbled upon it. You showed yourself to us. Well, Amadel is a place of peace, place of friendship. Another one chimes in, and it seemed that it doesn't seem—you to, you know—it's not like they're working down the line; it's just sort of random. And one says. It seems that the piece is in danger. And then another one it strikes and says, Do you have something dead on you? You and your compatriots. We can smell it from here. Something dead? Another one says, I smell it too. Is there death in your baggage? Is Are, are we carrying dead
0: bodies around with us? Zan will say this to the party.
2: Probably. We did. We were. I'll open up the portable hole in the... Have a second, start rooting around.
1: Yeah, as soon as oh, you open up the portable hole, oh. it reeks like a dumpster—just rotten meat. Oh yeah, them Oops. Trench their noses. You know the—they all sort of animate at once and sort of talk amongst themselves in this elven language. One of them finally says, "Do you need a place of rest for such things? Are you person of faith?"
0: "Uh, y- yes. It depends on which God you're speaking of."
1: This is the All Face Shrine, we follow all gods.
0: Then yes, we're looking to bury some people here, but also this Elven place. Is there a way to get there from here?
1: Edhilon? Yes. It's another face too, right? It keeps sort of jumping around on you. Yeah, she's gonna you focus think on you, whatever you, face talking. Like you, <laughs> yeah, it's like you focus on one and then suddenly the one three heads down starts talking, so you sort of they keep you moving a little bit. Edhelan is the queendom the queendom. Is there a way to get there from here? Another one says, the temple has been used for transportation if you know where you're going. I've never been to Edelon, so I wouldn't know where I was going unless it's there and she'll point towards the mirror. They go still for a second, just about when you're almost to the point where you're ready to say something more to see if they're still with us. Yeah. The dwarf says, the mirror is something that can be used for communication and investigation you will probably not find Edelon as easily as you might if you had seen it before
0: there are people here
1: being hurt with wounds that cannot be healed
0: the elves are supposed to have magics to help with this would the queen know would that answer be found in Edelon
1: another really long pause and all at once the whole all seven heads say we believe it would
0: then how do I get there
1: one of the elven heads on the the one on the far right, the one that had first sort of smelled the death on you mm-hmm. says you also hold a book, book of secrets. So Zane's going to turn to the rest of the group
0: again. She's like Relop, do you still have that elven spell book we got you in Rontaman?
2: Uh, yeah, it's floating around in here somewhere.
0: I know you can't understand the language, but these heads are saying we can get to the elven city using that book. And then I assume we can use that teleportation circle in there to get back
2: that makes sense that makes yeah. we've got there is a teleportation sigil in that book i wasn't quite sure where it was going but if they're saying this goes to that elven kingdom then
0: well we haven't had a chance to speak yet because we just came down to find you but the infirmary the keeper's temple upstairs is completely filled with people with wounds just like bishop card just like tedder and she'll look at murk knowingly if we can have those people healed that's more we can bring to bear against Asher hmm. I know it isn't the top priority but I would be lying if I say that it isn't something that I desperately want to have happen immediately we don't all have to go some of us can go and get the information and come back but I feel like we need to bring everything we can to bear against Asher and if we can heal these wounds and have that knowledge ready to go to Lucidum to heal Tether to heal Bishop Card if it's not too late then I would be remiss to not try
3: Here's my concern though, we spend the time doing that and it's not what we thought and more and more people are in harm because we are not taking out Asher
4: right now. That's why I'm saying some of us can stay. Why does any of
5: us have to go?
4: I think it's worth looking into because, I mean, if we have a chance to heal these wounds, we should take that chance.
5: Why? Us. Why does it always have to be us? Why can't somebody else go this time? There are plenty of people that can go. If we can stop Asher without these people, without this cure, we don't need to go there. Why are we not facing the immediate threat?
3: Or we could go there after we defeat Asher because if Asher's causing all of these wounds, the longer he stays out there, the more of these increase. And remember, he's trying to turn into Nock. What if we spend a few
0: days doing that and then we come back and he is Nock? I'm not saying we all have to go, but we're still working on the problem. We're still recruiting the people that we need to take Asheron. We're not going to take him on ourselves. Miles says the cathedral is warded. We can't teleport in there and just kill him in his sleep, the way you seem to think it's going to go. What
3: we can do is find out from somebody where he's going and ambush him along the
0: way. They say he doesn't leave the cathedral.
5: What about his right-hand man, this
0: paladin, this... Order of Law. Do we know for sure that the Order of Law is with knock No. We don't know anything about the Order of Law. We've only heard about them from a distance. I need to speak with this gentleman to figure out what exactly he's doing here. I have no idea if he's Asher's right hand man. That's an assumption. Asher has his own people here already in the cathedral with him that are doing evil works. Miles said as much. He has not said anything about this Order of Law, gentlemen, other than that he is incredibly young to be doing what he's doing right now, and he's apparently been sent by Castamon to keep an eye on what's happening here. I don't know if it's for good or ill yet. This is all information we're trying to gather. This is dealing with the immediate threat. I'm sorry it's not kicking the door in and going straight to the heart of the matter, Merc, but it's the information we need to make a correct plan so that we're not outright killed. I am
5: done. I know. I have traveled across this continent, both sides. I am done. I am not chasing after some pipe dream that could possibly just be a wild goose chase you go you take relop and go i'm staying here i'm fighting asher today maybe maybe tomorrow great we'll find the time to strike
0: tell me when it is then because all i'm doing right now is gathering information for you so that you can strike correctly and true and kill him instead of getting captured yourself or outright killed yourself i'm not doing this for fun I didn't say you were doing this for
5: fun, but I feel like we've just been chasing my tail this entire time. And then we're talking about running off to the Elvenlands. It's been so much time getting here, and I'm just
0: going to run away? I'm not telling you to come with me at all. The first thing I mentioned was us taking different people in different directions to cover as much ground as possible. That is what I was offering, and you're immediately thinking, I'm trying to run away from your issue. I'm trying to help your issue. Healing the people in the infirmary are more bodies we can put between us and Asher and fighting him. More swords make better work. We're raising an army here.
3: We're not going to raise an army.
0: Why not? We're talking about getting the silver swords on our side. We're talking about getting the light bearers on our side. You were having me remove curses on all of these powerful people for what? Just for them to come along with us? It we were bringing make- all of the resources they have to bear onto this problem. The entire city has to turn on Asher Wolnir, not just us. I'm bringing you more infantry to use in your fight ahead. And by doing that, I'm healing those people in the infirmary to do so.
3: If we take him out, he's over. And then we can worry about the rest afterwards of the rest of the people.
0: How can we take him out without more help? Did, who? Who said he never leaves his cathedral? Miles. Miles did? Miles said it was warded. Miles said he never leaves. If he never leaves, then we just burn it down around his ears.
2: I can fireball it. And-
3: I'd imagine they have a lot of spells in place to put out fires really quick around here. Am I right, Merc? Would that be a fair assumption?
2: I
5: think fire is quite feared
0: here. The church might be protected, but not the rest of the place. And setting I think- the church on fire turns the rest of the city against us when we haven't well, proven anything to them. We don't want to kill innocent people either, but... If we can... We talk to this order of law paladin
5: we find out where he is we talk to him see how he feels see if he is a man of lucian and if he is we can show him the truth and if we can get the order of law on our side that would greatly undermine asher and allow us straight access into the cathedral where we can strike at the heart and yes he does have his own people but they're not going to be the obvious ones
0: or this order of law paladin is one of his secret agents you tell him what you know and he brings the entire city down on your head not just one gnome with a flail
5: well good thing we can cast zone of truth and find out if he telling the truth or not
0: if he agrees to it or if he
5: doesn't agree to it I guess we can put him to the sword
0: I don't know if not agreeing to a lie detector test is necessarily a reason to murder someone but I mean you're
3: what real real quick Holgen relap what do you two think
4: I agree that we should at least consider the option of the uh, the elves. There's a means to heal. That's gonna lend some sort of legitimacy to our claims.
3: That's a good point.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the way you put that.
0: Plus apparently if Asher is able to inflict wounds on people that cannot be healed, if he does that in a battle with us and there's no way for me or anyone else to reverse it, we're gonna have to do this trip anyway and we're gonna be down people that may be dying. I mean,
3: you two are making good points, but we still could be going down a road that leads us to nothing. And we just wasted time and more control and power have taken over this area and more
0: people are hurt. I'm just telling you what these elven faces are telling me.
4: I know, I heard them too.
0: If the group vote is to not to go, I will accept that.
4: So Holge is going to turn to Xan. Can your divine being give you any sort of indication if there is a way, or if the elves have some sort of healing ability or capability? Like, to ask him? I mean, sure, that's what they do in the stories, right? Some sort of guidance or insight?
0: Yes. There are ways for me to ask for that kind of information, but it's sometimes vague. It won't tell me how to get it, just that they
4: might have it. I mean, that's kind of all we're asking for right now is... Is it even a possibility that we could go there and a legitimate possibility that they have this ability to heal these wounds?
0: I asked that question of these elven heads and she kind of motion to all of them. And they, trust all, them. they all in unison agreed that they have the capability for it, but... How about all...
5: this? Hmm? How about you ask if going is to our benefit? They kind of already said that. I don't trust the elves because if we go... And bad things happen even though it is ultimately to get that cure and we can get that cure they don't know what else is going to happen you can ask if going is to our benefit
0: you mean ask Lucian yes when have you trusted anything he's had to say
3: look at his arm Xan he trusts Lucian he trusts Perian
0: too
5: Pyrian answered my prayers it wasn't that Lucian never had anything against Lucian
0: I can ask but I can't ask today.
5: Fair, now let's come up for a plan for capturing, or at least talking to
0: this paladin. So he'll turn to the elven faces and say, we will return
1: later. Is there a place where we can dispose of the debt? One of the elves says, I believe that Obadus, again, it's always elven, whether Ooh. the dwarfs talking or whether the elves are talking. I believe that Obadus would be pleased if you buried them in the Allfaith shrine. So she kinda of looks back over to the room with the teleportation
0: circle. They want us to bury the dead in there, and she'll just point towards the room. Another one says, In the center of the circle, please. In the circle? She's getting saying that in common kind of incredulously, like, really?
3: Lakan will start getting the bodies out and putting Oof. them in the circle. <laughs> He does not look happy.
1: His kind of covering her face and looking away from <laughs> <it>. <laughs> they're, they're pretty gross at this point, too. Yeah. And you can see that there are some stones that you can pull up, and there is dirt pretty heavily packed. But you know what? Somebody bought a whole lot of shovels recently, and so it probably wouldn't, Few if, if you get together, you can bury bury these bodies here.
5: Sure. Let's do this.
1: Remember, too, that you know it's been a couple of days, and they're not in great shape. One of them was wearing a pair of goggles, these sort of orange lensed wrought iron goggles. They have lucite steel on them, I should say.
3: Lukan's showing no interest in the items.
1: Yeah, I don't
4: think He's it, just he'll trying to get body. it all done. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: So if anybody wants to take anything, go for it, but Khan's just going to try to get this over with.
4: Nope. I'm weirded out enough as it is, so <laughs> I will assist in any way to speed the process.
1: Okay. Just burying them with all their gear? Yeah. Anybody with a actual religion proficiency, go ahead and roll it. I got you.
4: Yeah, I'm off uh, free on that one.
1: <laughs> oh, man, can I get Reliable Talent too?
0: Got an 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 23. 18
1: plus 5. So nobody else quite sees it, but Zan, you start to see as you guys, everyone's working to bury these two bodies. And there are very subtle symbols in the walls. They mentioned obidus and you remember that from your schooling that that was fallen god of death and in that sense you always thought it was really interesting because the the god of death was often seen as old stories as something scary but like they looked at death as sort of a natural thing and there was something really kind of beautiful about obadus in the sense that it was not this dark necromantic thing And you mentioned that's the first thing you notice, but then you start to see a few others too, and you do see that these very subtle, it's almost like cracks in the stone that look natural, but when you look close, it's like a constellation in which you're seeing these fallen gods all represented around the room. You do in fact see something that looks like a moon in addition to some of them that you're seeing, and you also see a sword, and you see what looks to be a torch in addition to you know some of these different ones. Someone had mentioned this nature idea last time around, and that's certainly represented here, but there's more than that. And they keep saying it's this all faith shrine from a long time, that's a long time ago in which there would have been such a thing, at least in Lucite lands, as far as you know. So while they're burying the body, she's kind of looking at these various symbols and she'll run her finger over the sword motif there's something very comforting about this room so this room at this point very much stinks of uh you know of death and this and uh dirt and must and as you turn around to pack up toss all these shovels that Relot bought back into the portable hole he's kind of folding it up and as you go to step towards the door a gnome walks in and he looks like he's green furred almost on his his chest. He's got a white beard, much like Relop, and he's got a flail in his hands. But he walks in through this entrance that you guys had come through, and he's sort of wide-eyed.
5: Oh, hello. Are you lost?
1: Where are we? There's no animosity in this guy. He is not, like, he's holding his flail, but he's not ready to fight. Like, he's just standing there sort of in awe of these faces. It's almost like he's looking at something that is creating some sort of emotion in him as he walks in, like he just feels this place.
5: We are in All-Face Shrine. What are you doing here?
1: Holding his flail and the flail kind of hits the ground and it echoes in the in the room, A little bit of dust sort of shoots up around him. And he says, I was looking for you. And again, he's just sort of slack-jawed, his mouth's wide open and he, he's looking around. There's something about this room that just is speaking to him.
5: Well, you found me, but seems like you're a little dumbstruck to buy the the divinity of this room.
1: Yeah, I think that's it.
5: You know you're on the wrong side, right?
1: I think maybe I am. Do you want to be on
5: the right side?
1: He reaches into his pouch and he pulls out a stone and he tosses it down in front of him and it slides to Merc's feet and hits your boot. And it looks like the stone on the Pummel of Destiny.
5: How do you make this?
1: Was given to me by the bishop.
5: And what did the bishop accuse me of? Treason. Treason? When? How?
1: Never been much to look for the details of things. As he says that, he walks forward, and he puts his hand on one of the faces. And they, I'll... at this point, have gone silent.
5: I pick up the stone and put it in my pouch. You know, I left the city a while back, and then I went and fought Nock and listened to him on night's day. I don't know how I would have committed treason by doing that.
1: I know that you're probably not excited to see me, but I feel like there's something beyond. Can I see the next chamber? Be my guest. He kind of walks through you all, you know, you're all standing there in this little tunnel of people as he walks past and he steps into the room and you see that there's a, the center where you have just finished burying these bodies. There's a sprouting leaf coming up from that spot. And he sits down in front of it and puts his hand out and puts his palm underneath the leaf and then rubs his other hand across the top. And there's something very beautiful about what is coming out of the ground right there. And literally, you just walked away minutes ago and there's something coming up from that spot. He says, if you need an ally, and this is echoing from the chamber, it's coming through the doorway as you're all sort of standing there looking in. He says, "You, you have my flail. This is what I've been searching for.
5: Do you know if the bishop gave out more of
1: these stones? Takes him a minute and he looks up at you. He's sort of sitting cross-legged and there's something about this space and this sprout that's coming up and he says, most certainly, there are others in the in the city. There have been others outside of the city. I have been one of many. How many? That I couldn't tell you. But if you see a ranger in scale mail," a Bakaran ranger. I know for sure that he has one of these stones.
2: You need to
5: think perhaps we might need that army of peasants.
1: The dwarf animates again. They've all been quiet for a while. And says, friend, in Elvin. Yes? There's a well, a very old well, that will let you return to us. If you leave to the right and stay to the right, you'll find it. She'll translate that to... I guess everybody. She's not
0: certain about this gnome. She's had her hand on their sword hilt the entire time since he's been here,
1: but she's just watching him caressing this plant.
0: <laughs> and doesn't feel like he's going to do anything sure. evil here, but she's not If this sure. were an
1: action movie, this is where he pulls the Tommy gun out? Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> if he asks if he likes Beethoven, there's a problem.
1: Yeah. Yes, nice. <laughs> you don't like Beethoven.
0: Keep the change, you filthy animal. So, yeah, she's going to say it out loud to everybody. We can come back here when we need to, but apparently we've made a new friend. She'll go over and pick up the flail and bring it back into the temple and just lay it
1: next to him. He looks up at you and you honestly get this sort of childlike gaze from him and he just smiles. She'll smile back and kind of under
0: her breath, she'll say, defile this temple and I'll kill you.
1: And then just kind of make her way past him. He kind of squints a little bit, you know, like he's pondering what you said. <laughs> All right. Is everybody leaving Leaving the gnome behind?
4: Yeah. Uh, Hogle will linger for just a little bit and then leave.
1: Lucan's just
3: going to kind of follow what Merc's lead is. So whatever Merc does, Lukan's going to do. It's a dangerous statement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play the mirror game. It
3: has not failed us yet. So there we go.
0: So this time you take rights. Uh, was that no. the way we were supposed to get back to the... I thought that was to get to them, not to get to Let's the Let's get tower. to the wells, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Look at the
5: well. We might as well at this point.
3: Sure. We might as well.
1: Oh. wow, uh. <laughs> So you take rights, and again, you know, this is a kind of a labyrinth down here. And you come to a spot in which there's a clear well above you. And there's actually a ladder that goes most of the way up. There's a little bit of a rope at the top or you might have to sort of transfer to the rope, but you can see see daylight above. Where is there
5: a well in the town?
1: I mean, there's a handful of wells. You know, there's one kind of near the mill that is, you would say, is pretty old on the wood's end side, but there's also, there's several wells spattered throughout the town. If you stop and sort of listen because of the fact that you thought about the mill, you can actually hear some sounds that make you think maybe it is near that.
5: Is it near a high traffic area? Those are just kind of like off in the background that nobody thinks about.
1: Yeah, this one's actually pretty... You think it's actually pretty secluded. In fact, you know, there's no water down here, right? So it's more like this ancient relic that has been sort of abandoned.
5: I will go up the ladder, and then if I have to grab the rope and peek out, see what I see. Sure.
1: Yeah, you can see that you're you're near that. It's what you were thinking. The road is called Holiday, and so... There's certainly gonna be some people that will move back and forth, but for the most part, it's not super high traffic. And so if you needed to sort of slip down, you probably can make that happen. And if you time it out a little bit, you can get yourself out. So it's probably not a giant deal. Nighttime for sure would be easy to just drop down and nobody would ever see it. The light of day, you just have to be a little stealthy about it. Everybody roll their perception. Eight.
4: Reliable talent, 21. 13.
2: 6. 9.
1: So, Holg, there's a little bit of a sheen on the floor, on the, you know, on the ground underneath where you are, and you I don't know if you rub your foot at it, you know, but there's something there where you see it on the floor, and then you kind of look around at the well, and there's actually coins stuck in weird crevices, and we're talking like ancient coins, like this has not been used for a long time, but you're wondering if this at one time was a little bit of a wishing well because of the fact that you're you're finding these they're dug into the ground they're not freshly tossed down here but you find a couple of coins in the rocks of the well one of them that you pull out is a gold coin but it has a tree on one side and a wave on the other much like the wooden token that you were given by Tim Stamper
4: hmm.
1: who has that token just that wooden one
4: uh i would imagine probably zan since she was the last one talking to the heads
1: okay just
4: curious oh, well, was i using the token
0: oh i was using the token because i was trying to use it to show that we were friends right yeah, you start yeah, with that too. and then you
1: went to the and then i went to the brooch afterwards gotcha. yeah well, so we yeah, two have two of them that.
0: now
5: actually
1: okay. they're just curious was, you know if hulk had any it, it compare them or something yeah no
5: i think zan had one but i also yeah. i got one because we both so, needed them at the same time we got a
4: second one yeah i'm pointing it out then and it on the floor alright so
0: we're kind of looking up at Merc while he's standing at the top of this thing and scouting around um I would have climbed back down by now I'm sure
1: <laughs> yeah he just kind of hangs on the rope there looks around him and kind of comes back down the ladder
5: really disappointed in myself why's that well neither I nor my brothers found this place
0: would you have thought to climb down a well
5: you know have, my brother got his arm bit off by a bear when we were out playing out in the woods and couldn't even find this adventure right here
0: Fair enough. Though apparently Cody found it.
5: He successfully made me jealous once in his life.
0: You should ask him how he got down here. This could be the way. Do we need to make our way back to the tavern then? Make our plans of where we're going to go? Yeah, let's see if we
5: can come up with a plan that seems plausible for talking to the uh, head paladin. Alright. And then uh, tomorrow we need to ask Lucian's guidance to see if going to the Ellenlands is going to be worth our time.
0: There's also the Lightbearer Inquisitor, your father.
5: He can rot. We should try to also figure out how to talk to the Inquisitor, but we would need to make sure to peacefully approach her, I,
0: I imagine. We should also just check in with Miles and see if he's made any other progress, especially with the Silver Swords. Yes. So we make our way to the tavern, if we can.
1: <laughs> I don't know if going this way, there's a different way of getting there. We go left. All right. So you you all head back through, you know, this is a busy day. We know that Woods End is a very prolific, hardworking town as a general culture. And so there's lots of work being done around you. There's just constant hammers and saws. It is definitely getting on its way to winter. So you sort of worked your way back through town and went into the watery mink. And Logan, who never seems to get a day off, was there. It was actually pretty busy today. Lots of people that you haven't seen before. just had, I don't know what, what exactly the this, this story is, but you, usually there's two or three people in the place. And now uh, there was a couple of groups. One of them had a good eight people and the other one had five. Logan has gotten accustomed to sort of letting you through and you work your way through the illusionary cellar and walk your lefts to the Hilderkin Tavern. And when you walk in, the only person there is Peleus, the bartender, he's actually shaven which is funny because he's been very rough the whole time you've seen him. And you kind of think he looks better unshaven. (laughs) Hearth is going. He's got a little bit of pork on the pot and offers you a little bit of food if you're interested. Just sort of uncured pork that he's, you know, almost like shredded pork shoulders. Not exactly smoked, but it, you know, it'd be flavorful enough on a plate.
0: Where is everyone?
1: Out and about. Everything
0: turning up all right this morning? Hard to say. We saw those faces again in the maze. Hmm. Anything interesting? They seem to be related to a temple of some sort. A temple? La Lucite? All faiths, apparently. Well, that's even more interesting. Nothing of value that we could find
1: anyway, but an interesting find in any case. So, does that include your faith? I know all means every, but do you feel like that's including you? There was a symbol of Lucian there, yes. Hmm.
0: Didn't know that even existed. Apparently it keeps itself hidden for reasons, yet unknown.
1: I'll let you know if I discover anything else, but thank you for the pork. And he gives you a little bit of a nod and puts a big pile of pork on a plate for himself. All right, Xan will sit at a table and wait to start planning with people when everybody's ready.
3: Lucan sits down and is ready. Lucan turns to Xan and says, should we be in a private place and be away from anyone?
0: I think this is as private as we're going to get. You trust that guy over there? We've slept here twice. If they were going to turn us in, they would have. Merc seems to trust them too, I asked.
4: Hog oh, will pile up a plate and saddle up at the table?
0: Though I am a bit concerned, hunters with those stones can find you, even down here. Yeah. If enough of them come down here, it's going to cause all sorts of problems for the Kiljakin. no matter how much they want to protect you
3: the more the reason we get this figured out and get it taken care of sooner rather than later. We're on borrowed time. Merc, what do you want to do?
5: Well, the end goal is to stop Asher. And I traveled two sides, very far of lands known to man, to prove that he was guilty. And when Hulk said that adding legitimacy to the cause would be best suited by curing the people, that maybe that's our best path. But we definitely need to also find out how much these people are infatuated with Asher that are not under his spell.
0: How do we do that without tipping off what we're doing?
5: If we could arrange for the Paladin to be there when we cure those people, that would be enough for him. Should he not be a true whatever term you want to call the cultist? And maybe he would be the key to the Inquisitor or give us a clue on how to approach her appropriately.
0: You think he's somehow related to the Lightbearer Inquisitor being here?
5: No, but it doesn't mean that he wouldn't have insight to her and her actions. Somebody here surely
0: does. He sounded new in town and the Inquisitor seems like she's been here for a while. He might know something, but I don't know how much information he would have. I mean, the person who would know the most would be Miles and your father. They're the most ingrained into the politics here. They would know everything about everybody.
5: My father has protected Asher for decades at this point.
0: He still knows I, things. He can be used.
5: I have a hard time imagining him not knowing what's going on already. Not actually being part of this.
0: You think he's okay with this?
5: At a certain point, point, when does it quit being a blind eye. You just know what's going on. Do you think he's truly turned a blind eye for this long?
0: No, but he may God. have turned a blind eye long enough for Asher to become too powerful to stop. And now he feels helpless like he can't do anything about it. That might be how I would feel in that situation. But I don't know your father.
5: Cold and calculated
0: man. Without empathy? To me, that's all as I know. Then we can leave him as a last resort. But I'm not going to discount anyone at this point need all the help we can get
5: there was a way to phrase the question to Lucian I know the answers will be vague but if there is a way to pose the question in such a way is it good for us to go to the elven lands before facing Asher and hopefully we'll know but maybe we won't get a true answer it'll just be a matter of how we want to do it
3: maybe you can take some time right now to ask him
0: see if he answers I don't have the prayer ready but I can try Is there any way you can speak to Pyrian? Perhaps get what we in the medical profession like to call a second opinion?
5: I could pray to him. We'll see what he answers, I guess.
0: All right.
3: I was thinking praying with no magic involved.
0: All right. But we should really think of what we're going to do with each of these key people. How are we going to approach them? How are we going to try to convince them? And if going to the elves and healing these people in front of the paladin, the order of law is one way that's fine but I don't know how that helps with the Inquisitor I don't know how that gets any of the other people on our side you mentioned something about the Lancers before are they someone we should look into
5: they're trained more of a, a militia that's more concerned with the woods and portion of all of this but it seems like the silver swords are in the ire because they had been in control for so long I'm sure they didn't give up the power readily
0: all right well I will talk to Lucian first Then I'll speak to Miles and see what he knows now going forward today without the curse on him. Maybe he can help us get a better sense of what's going on out there.
5: Sure. And I'll pray before the fire. It always seems to help.
0: So she'll step away from the table, go a little ways away, and I'm going to try to do divine intervention. So I need to roll a D100. Let's see what I get. I got a 35, so nothing happens. But she prays really hard. And will pray really hard in front of the fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You both feel... Uh, You know, a little bit of comfort in the sense that the prayer itself is helpful to sort of calm your nerves a little bit. The fire feels nice. There's something about this hearth here in the Kilderkin Tavern that has kind of become at least a comforting spot in a place that you don't feel that you're safe all the time. Don't find the answers you're looking for. But you are both reminded of the idea that the faces told you to ask questions in the All Faith Shrine. Zane is going to cast Sending to Miles Valen.
0: Miles, this is Anafia. What's happening up above with the Silver Swords, with the other people of power? We are trying to figure out our next steps.
1: He replies and says, Gathering forces.
0: Zane will stand up and make her way back to the table, and we'll wait for Merc to get done with whatever he's doing.
5: Well, the only thing I came up with was that all Faith Shrine. Faith uh... said something
0: about praying there, right?
5: There is something about that place.
0: Well, Miles is working on getting allies for us. And we apparently have an ally there already in the shrine. So what do you want to do?
5: If we're going to gather an army, the more people we have, the better. It's been a proven tactic. Yes, training can overcome great numbers, but you have great enough numbers, it doesn't matter. And if we get enough of these people saying that we help them, then it uh, undermines Asher even more. Let's go to the shrine, pray upon it, but I, th- I think our next steps to go to Lands is to get the cure.
0: Do we all go? Good question.
5: And who would be most effective to go in each case? Relop would definitely have to go. Why? Uh, he's the one that's going to get you back.
0: I can bring myself back tomorrow. If we can wait a day, I can bring myself here. So if the he rest doesn't. of you want to stay and keep working on the network of allies, please do so. I don't want to risk any of you for this i know it's important but it's just another thing that needs to get done i only need to be sent there and if you need to attack asher without me then do so but you know how i feel about this and it's not just for my own purposes it's for your brother for tedder
5: i knew which one you were referring to
0: she kind of smiles and nods i just wanted to be clear any of you who wish to come with me are welcome to but i have to do this
4: I'm gonna tag along.
0: Hey up! I have a
5: crazy idea. I hand him the stone. Is there a way to change how that uh, tracks things and see if it can track the other stones?
2: I'm not certain I can try.
5: It would be useful for avoiding unnecessary fights with those mercenaries. Or if you want to confront a few, it would be helpful in tracking them down as well. Uh, Also, if you could just figure out how it's made too. I think Ash is doing something uh, I don't want to really
2: know. I'm wondering how active the magic on this will be once your brother has been disposed of, which is where I'm leaning. Can I take a look at this mark and see if I can figure out anything with this?
1: Uh, Make an arcana
2: check. Okay. 24.
1: You get the impression that you might be able to... What's powering this is the blood of a wolverine, which could very well be Asher. We don't know whose blood it is. Maybe he's just creating them himself. But if, if you were to be able to spend some time with another stone, the, you might be able to pull some answers from the interaction between the two.
2: Hey, do you still have that stone from the gunslinger? I do. I had him destiny.
1: It's the pommel of his sword at this point.
2: I'm sitting, take a look at him.
1: Make another arcana check.
2: 20.
1: You think it would probably take at the very least a day or two. But if you worked on them together, tinkered with them, you think you'd probably destroy the second stone. But you might be able to make the properties of this stone, the one that's in his pummel, recognize the blood of the stones nearby.
2: All right. I think I can probably work with it. Need some time, but. Might be able to use it to detect the other mercenaries that are
5: hunting us. Excellent. It would make uh, moving around town a lot easier for me.
0: If I can get an eight-hour rest, I can get ready to go to the elven lands immediately. Relap, would you be able to send a couple of us right away if we could?
2: Wouldn't be able to do it tonight, but I could do it tomorrow.
0: That would be fine. So what do we do with the rest of our day? Should we get information about these other people of interest? Should we try to find this paladin of law? Should we try to look for the Inquisitor just to see what they're doing, how they're interacting with people, get a sense of who we can deal with and who we can't?
5: You know, I think the Kilderkin would know a little something about them, right? They're part of the individuals that they are trying to avoid, so the best way to avoid somebody is to know where they're going to be and what they're doing.
0: Maybe. I can ask Bartender real quick. But the rest of them are out and about. I don't know when they'll be back.
5: Hey, Pelias.
0: And it turns around.
5: Yeah. What do your people know about the Order of Law, Paladin kid, and the High Inquisitor herself?
1: Royal persuasion. Five. <laughs> <laughs> says, uh, I don't know the Inquisitor. The Order of Law probably not something that we're interested in aligning with. What do you mean? That's what he says. Just we're not exactly lawful people all the time. He kind of goes back to work. <sighs> that was useful. I could try to find out
0: where they are in Finnish Legum. I could make my way over there as Onyx. Try to find them, see where they're staying. I missed dice. Why did he have to be a traitor? Making the most use of the time that we have.
5: Now, your thoughts are good ones, Anne. Just bring somebody with you. Why don't you take uh, coattails over there with
4: you? Hog uh, looks up with a like, big mouthful of meat from his plate. I
5: meant Lucan,
0: not you.
4: Back to the plate.
0: <laughs> Lukan do you want to do some reconnaissance? Where are we going? We're going to the other side of the river in an attempt to f- just watch and find out where the Order of the Law Paladin is, as well as the Inquisitor of the Lightbearers, the two people we saw at the party last night. Yeah, I can go with you. Alright, we'll message you if we run into any trouble, or whatever information we get. Talk to the rest of the Kilderkin, see what they know. Relop, keep working on those stones and try to protect Merc when he's out and about. All of you, keep your heads up. They obviously can find us down here, so be aware. And I guess we'll make our way out. Okay, just uh, Lucan and Xan, right? Yep, and we're going to Finislingham. She's gonna have her Onyx stuff on like she usually does. She'll have the forgery and everything still, too, but She's hoping that the guards will at least know who she is at this point. Okay. Lucan's going to keep his worn hood over his head. Sure. So as we leave the bar, Sand's going to kind of look around a little bit and say, if we were assigned here by the church, either by the Light Bears or by this new order of law, where would we be in the city, do you think? And she's asking this kind of to Lucan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looks to you a little bit and she goes, it wasn't like a riddle. I, I just think they'd be at the cathedral.
3: I mean, that was my
0: thought, but I thought that was too obvious. So <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> She's kind of under her mask. She's smiling. She's like, sometimes the obvious answer is the right one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Let's go. And so she'll, yeah. she'll make her way down the street. <laughs> that ended up being comedic, and I didn't really expect it to be, but that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, we'll make our way towards the cathedral area.
1: All right. So it is midday brisk the cathedral is sort of this imposing presence in front of you as you move that direction all wood but it looks much like the cathedrals of lucidum or princeholm with these spires it's also very as you get closer to it you can see that it's very elaborately carved which is not surprising because most of the wood in woods end is decorated in some way the keeper's temple is right next to it right Yes, the Keeper's Temple's next to it. There's also a building that is... The uh, Keeper's Temple is kind of circular. The Arkwright is just a square cabin, and it, it's marked as the Arkwright above the door nearby. Lukan, I have an idea. I
0: think maybe we can get some information out of the Monsignor, and I'll let him know that we are working on a cure for his issues. Maybe he can help us out. Okay. So we'll make a hurried walk towards the Keeper's Temple.
1: Sure. When you walk in, there's, you know, that sort of familiar smell of a keeper's temple. Mm -hmm. A little bit sour, a little bit of iron because of blood. There's a few keepers moving around among the people. And you remember there's this big curtained area where they sort of keep the wounded that are cursed with this uncurable wound. And so you don't see any of them, obviously, as you walk through. She'll flag down one of the keepers and ask for the Monsignor. They're a little intimidated by the helmet, but the young lady that you talk to says, um, one moment, please. And kind of gives you this worried stare as she walks through the curtain. And then this old man comes walking through. He kind of steps forward and then beckons you to come back with him. Yep. She was gonna motion that direction. Like, let's let's go back that way (laughs) and make her way that direction. And it smells a little bit worse here. There's all these people that are, some are out cold, but some are just clearly in pain. Monsignor, I wanted to
0: give you an update of what's happening. We may be able to find a cure, and hopefully it's going to be soon, but we're working on it. In the meantime, I need some information about this Order of Law Paladin, the young man who has been assigned to the city, as well as the Inquisitor. Do you know where they are? What can you tell me about them?
1: He says, the Order of Law, in my understanding, is staying among the barracks of the Lancers. The bishop is leery of allowing outsiders in his cathedral, and so he's uh, made arrangements with the rangers to stay in the barracks. I mean, he's making him stay away. Does he not trust Brother Tolan? I'm sorry, my dear, but I'm I'm not sure if my memory's serving me properly. As you know, I was under some sort of influence. My memory is that he was a young upstart who thought that he was in charge, which wouldn't go well with Asher. All right. And the Inquisitor? What's her story? The Inquisitor, Margaret, appeared here not long after Night's Day. The former Inquisitor was called back to Lucidum. She seems reasonable as far as they go, but please know that she, she seems very... He's really thinking hard for the word and he says, Harmless? Please know that she is not. It is part of her persona who appear as such. I wouldn't dare to underestimate a wizard. Where is she staying? My understanding is that she's staying at the riverbed. The riverbed inn. Is that here or in Phinus Legum? Uh, It's it's on this side. Along the river, obviously. It's run by a kind couple, Glenn and Andy Leandros. I'm
0: sure we can find it. And how is Asher treating her? With care, but I would question those motives. Zane's going to think to herself for a moment, do I still have the scroll case for Yudas? Wow, that's a good (laughs) question. I think I do? Like, I wouldn't have gotten rid of it. Like he gave
1: you it right after night's day. Right,
0: Because right? I was gonna go to Pyrian Lands to secure all the information and he gave yeah, me Yeah, I a think full you do. Oh, I forgot that you. even
1: existed. <laughs> Welcome to two years later. episode yeah, right?
0: <laughs> I was digging through all my stuff for <laughs> yeah, that door approach. So, that exists,
1: right? Yeah, because that was a weird thing, right? He destroyed them. He's so mad about them that he handed me one. Yeah, she thought that was yeah, a little yeah, strange yeah.
0: that she now has a direct connection to the High Inquisitor of all of Lustom. Yeah. So wow, interesting. So yeah, Zan will think about the fact that she has the scroll case from High Inquisitor Udis and will kind of roll that in her head for a moment while she's listening to the Monsignor speak. Then go. All right. As soon as I have anything, I will be here. Keep as many of them alive as you can. I'll try to save as many of them as possible. She's kind of like, you know, holding his shoulders a little bit and just trying to emphasize the fact that she's doing everything she
1: can to help and that he just needs to hold on just a little longer. He kind of gets a little teary-eyed and he says, my dear, I'll do what I can. She just kind of nods and turns to Lucan and motions that we're
0: heading out. So, Oh, one more thing. I will be back in the morning. I need to cast a spell here. Uh, just to make sure that I can get back to the city quickly, where I'm going is quite far away, and I need to be able to return fast. Is there any chance in the morning I
1: can swing by and do this? That's yes, the spell to return. The word of recall, yes. Oh. And kind looks around and he says, "I, I I'm s- certain that would be okay." I need a place that is hollowed to
0: Lucian, and I'm afraid the cathedral is no longer that. Well, certainly, my dear. I'll see you in the morning. And she'll just nod and reapply the mask and make her way out.
1: So you step out into the brisk air and as you're walking towards Westwall, you do see a group of clearly Lucite paladins, although at first glance, it's Lucite paladins. You've seen a million of them. They're all over Lucidum all the time. And then you realize that they actually have hammers on them instead of swords. And their symbols are very Lucite golds and whites but instead of a sword again it's a hammer and they all look very young and they are walking along towards the cathedral as you pass do we recognize
3: but, that setup the hammers and all that
1: instead of the swords you were kind of told that that's what the order of law was using ah. as a symbol was a hammer gotcha
0: zan's gonna stop as she watches that group making their way towards the cathedral and she's like oh by the gods where are they going she looks to Lucan. We can't let them go in there.
3: Uh, what I mean, what do you want us to do? I don't know what to do.
0: Let's follow them and see what they're doing. And she'll keep a good distance away from them, but she's trying to see where they're headed. I
1: know they're sure. heading towards the cathedral, but she's looking to see if they go in. When they get to the ark, right? some of them go in while a couple of them stay outside. So they're standing there trying to kind of keeping guard as the others step in. She'll look back to Lucan. Should
0: we go in and see what they're doing? if they're harassing the people we know that they're have some sort of ill intent but maybe they're just asking questions we could just pretend to be patrons
3: yeah let's go in
0: all right so her and Luca will make their way towards the Arkwright and
1: walk like they have purpose as you step up one of the order of law puts his hand up and says i'm sorry may i inquire what your intentions are what do you need in the Arkwright? right components for spells isn't that where you get these things here is are you uh looks at you up and down with this mask and stuff and looks at your cloak companion? And says, Are you with the church or with the light bearers? She'll reach into her satchel and pull out light bearer scroll from Eudis and just hold it there and say nothing. Long pause as he looks at it. Very well, carry on, make your way inside. May the light be with you. She kind of turns back and stops like she
0: by habit, she almost thinks about responding, but then doesn't
1: just keeps making her way in so you step in and there's a couple of young men haggling with the arkwright and what's funny about the arc right here is that this guy is the spitting image of the one in prince holm this sort of older weathered looking man just lines all through his face he just looks just like that guy and they're doing a little bit of haggling dealing with some gem dust got some sort of scales out and the young man with the hammer on his shield is trying to tell him that he's not being fair with the way he's measuring things. And the old man's being very patient and just saying, well, this is the way this is done. And so if you are interested in walking out of here with those items, I would suggest that you continue with your purchases. Just this kind of odd, paused, patient way of going about to, about things. And the young man just sort of gets himself together and says, okay, fine. But what you are seeing doesn't necessarily jump out at you as anything out of the ordinary other than a young cleric or paladin dealing with an arkwright. As you step in, everybody kind of stops and looks at you. And the arkwright says, oh, I will be with you in a moment, please.
0: Zan will nod and just peruse the shelves, but maintain
1: close distance to these clerics so she can hear what they're saying. There's three men in the room, in addition to the Arkwright. There's actually a lady behind the counter somewhere. She's apprentice of some sort that works with the Arkwright. And so she's being very quiet. She's kind of watching everything as they continue to discuss, but she's not saying anything. But the Arkwright, again, almost like excruciatingly patient. Like he's just got this calm that, it, that like almost hurts. Just keeps working through these young men as they try to haggle him out of his prices. And he reminds them, of course, this is all the church. But there are three Order of Law gentlemen in the room, all of them very young, all of them human. They all have shaved sides of their heads and their hair sort of scooped up in front and back. And one of them behind the Order of Law talking says, do you know who you're dealing with here? This is Brother Tullen." And he's referencing this young blonde man and the Arkwright says well very well Brother Tolan the suggested tithing is 200 pathels do you have a disagreement with that and this Brother Tolan says no I do not thank you he takes his purchase and they all start moving out Arkwright Ooh. says are you looking to purchase yes but I already gathered an amount of information I
0: needed Church Authority
1: or light bearer?
0: She'll pull the scroll
1: out again. What can I help you with, with today? I already
0: learned a lot just in that interaction. Are the order of law clerics always
1: that rude? kind a smiles and you know, he's looking at this mask and he says they're young. They'll figure it out. Hmm.
2: Anyway,
0: I actually need a gem dust myself. Anything diamond related?
1: He has about 300 worth. She'll take it all. All right. Anything else while you're here? No, that would be everything. Thank you. A little bit of potions, things like, you know, he's trying to point out that he has the other things. Do do have a Lucite cleric in my group. Is there anything specific for them? Looks closely at you for a second. He says, I have a spiritual weapon scroll. Might save a little bit of preparation. 50 gold pieces. I've seen that from them already. It's... Useful
0: spell, but nothing for needed for a scroll. Very well. Thank you. I also have potions available. I will come back if they are of need. Thank you. And she will just make her way mm-hmm. out with Lucan. And then I think we'll make our way back to the tavern. Okay. The Pildikin Tavern with everybody else. So that they can also play. You <laughs> don't need that. I mean, I'm, I... am <laughs> just going to send you on another mission. Yeah, cool. Oh, cool. You found out about that stupid paladin? Great. Now go find out about that witch hag. I mean, I was going to. <laughs> I mean, I was talking about my sister.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know she was a witch. Good information. You find your way to the Water Make. Very familiar at this point. Mm-hmm. Work your way down, following lefts all the way to the Kildrican Tavern. And the rest of the group has been sitting. Um, you working on the stones.
4: Hulk would have picked up like a card game or something with somebody just to pass time. Um, anybody in the group
1: willing to play cards with Hulk? Oh, I've seen him count cards. Rude. So do you tell you basically?
4: <laughs> I'll play with the bartender then. If
1: you're interested, yeah, he'll play.
4: Yeah. Just a pastime. Right.
1: Are you using your deck?
4: Nah, no. I don't want Okay. I don't want to so be that guy it. today.
1: <laughs> make a proficiency check. Hey.
4: Okay. Reliable talent.
1: Yeah. You yell it every time.
4: Every time. Because <laughs> For every roll. Consistently rolling under 10. So <laughs> 15.
1: Okay. Yeah. You actually win pretty handily with him. I mean, he knows what he's doing, but you just happen to pull ahead.
4: Okay. As we wrap up, I'm just going to give him his winning or his losings back to him.
1: <laughs> he tries to set it back out in front. He kind of fans the coins out. Says, so, no, no, no. You, you won. It's
4: okay. No, 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 no. Let's just consider it an entertainment fee. Well,
1: I am entertaining. Kind of scoops it back up.
4: See, right. uh, and Zan come back in, and I'm just like, uh, what'd you find out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> A number of things, actually. I know where the Inquisitor is staying. The Riverbed Inn, somewhere on this side of the city. Mark, I assume you know where that is and we actually ran into brother tullen at the arkwright and Uh, his clerics were incredibly rude to the arkwright in terms of demanding better prices for things but didn't seem to do anything particularly overtly evil i will say that he is staying specifically with the lancers asher doesn't trust him to remain with his people in the cathedral so that could mean something it could or it could be a ruse I don't know
5: or he's there to keep an eye on the Lancers
0: who are these Lancers what what threat are they to Asher
5: so the Silver Swords are largely in charge of keeping Dennis Legum and uh, the mill in particular safe from harm the Lancers are more concerned with like the logging operations in the woods and the city so Mm -hmm. they're the first line of defense and the Silver Swords are the second
0: line so to speak and would they be against Asher
5: I mean, if you prove to be a threat against them, um, to the city, yes. But keep your friends closer and your enemies close, closer or whatever. I don't know. Whatever that expression is.
0: <laughs> who's in charge of the Lancers? Is this somebody we should be talking to? Uh, I forget their name. Um, Pelias, who's in charge of the Lancers? Looking it up. <laughs> you both have to? I just figured you had that information on hand.
1: <laughs> I think I could actually say it, but I want to make sure I don't. Sometimes I say things and then I'm like, crap, and I got to rewrite that. <laughs> he says, Captain EM Ackrell. All right. By spear point or arrowhead. And what I'll do we know it. about this man? Typically seen as being a sharpshooter. Sorry, sir. Kind of stops and goes back to cleaning his bar. <laughs> he
5: likes spears and arrows. It's worked well for him, though.
1: Do you think he'd be somebody that
0: would work with Asher?
5: I don't think anybody that truly knows who Asher is would voluntarily work with him. But yeah, Uh here we are.
0: Do you think he would involuntarily work with Asher without being charmed?
5: Possibly. If he didn't, know. The Lancers are more of the common folk. It's usually the nobility that makes up the civil swords. So they don't always see eye to eye. And if Asher is putting the silver swords in their place, I think that would suit his fancy. He might not look too hard at that.
3: Maybe these Lancers know what's kind of going on this whole time and they're trying to figure out a way to stop it. So maybe we do need to go talk to the Lancers.
5: I'm not saying we don't need to talk to them. I wouldn't say that they would arbitrarily be against Asher. Some of the things I think they would find in their favor, such as putting the Silver Swords in their place. But if he has been harming the people of the town, I think they would turn on him readily. He is, after
0: all, a Wulnir. They don't trust the Wulnirs? Eh, you know. They are the nobility. Well, if we're talking about who to send to go speak with them, perhaps it shouldn't be you? Probably not. Or at least not
5: immediately me.
0: All right. Another thing to add to the list while we're gone. It's getting close to nighttime. Is there anything else you can think of that we need to do in the city before we make this expedition up to Elvenlands? What are the rest of you going to do?
2: I intend on working on this rock somewhere.
0: Good idea. At least let Merc move around the city a little bit safer. Hulk's coming with me. Lukan and Merc, what are you doing? Following your lead, Merc.
5: The truth is, we cannot afford to lose anyone. Even one of us. Be safer if we went all together. And does, at the end of the day, help Woods in. And my brother. The one that actually matters.
0: I'm worried something would happen in the city while we're gone. Someone should be here to keep an eye on it. Is there somebody here that could give us a sending?
4: way that maybe cody could send us info if something comes up what about
5: the monsignor at the keeper's temple
0: i'm sure he's capable of doing so but he seems disoriented he's concerned only about the patients in the keeper's temple he's not in the city seeing what's going on i don't know how reliable his information would be well
5: perhaps cody will be grateful for the whiskey and give us a message via the monsignor
3: it's not like merc can move around the city right now so Honestly, maybe we do just all go to the
0: Elden Lands together. I know you're here with a purpose, Merc. I just... I don't want to make you leave until you've solved the problem. But Lucan has a point.
5: Holga's right. It'll add legitimacy to our efforts if we can free the people. More so than that stupid buck, but it needs to be done. We all need to go. something happens up there and we don't get the cure, what's the point of going at all?
0: can still lead the rebellion of something we can work with miles you can still gather the other allies speak with the inquisitor speak with tullen there's still things to be done here i don't want to waste too much time being gone and not having those things move forward but i understand
5: maybe i'm not the one to move those things forward maybe relap and i should go up to the level lands to find the cure
0: do either of he- you speak elvish
5: no
1: all right we'll take lucan all right <laughs>
0: let's switch
1: yeah let's, let's flip it around <laughs> I give up I give up yeah
0: <laughs> how long do we is it for the stone to be modified like a day or two he said he said a day or two so maybe a day if he works on it all night maybe
3: like Lucan's not gonna want to run around the town he's not gonna feel safe running around the town so he's gonna sit with Merc you know what I mean like that right maybe do hmm.
5: Relop, do you have any uh illusion spells you could cast on me?
2: Not really. Not really. I got a polymorph, but I'm guessing you probably want to... I'd rather not be a mouse again. Right.
0: (laughs) Is there anything you could prepare for tomorrow while you're preparing the teleportation stuff?
2: I don't think that I do. You can borrow my cloak if you'd like. Your cloak? Yeah. The cloak of many fashions. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Got a mustache and goggles thing on it. Mm -hmm. Take that off and a cigar.
0: Zane will be like, all right... I need to do two things tonight before we make any full decisions of what we want to do. First we can go to that shrine, Merc, if you want to come with me, we can. We can ask our respective gods for information about what they think we should do in terms of going forward for this cure. Also I kind of forgot I had this and she'll display the Lightbearer scroll. I have a direct line to the High Inquisitor, Udis in Lucidum. I can ask him anything I want to about the city, Margaret, anybody hopefully get a decent information about them. I won't tell him what I'm doing, but I'll at least see if he will be willing to share some information about them. Anyone have a problem with any of that? Sounds good, Xan. So we're going to get all the information from the gods tomorrow morning. I'm going to set the place for us to return quickly from the elven lands. I'm going to speak with high inquisitor Udis about Margaret and anything he can tell us about the woods and hierarchy Not telling him what we're doing, but just to see if he will be willing to share any information with us about it. And then I can go from there. And then we'll just stay in the tavern and keep guard. Because apparently these bloodstone people are still out here. Relop, keep working on the stone, obviously.
3: Sounds like a plan.
4: And (laughs)
3: brick.
0: I think uh,
5: Merc will stand up and look more closely at the offered disguises if they're still there. Maybe uh, not walking around as a very obvious armored man
1: i don't know there's certainly clothes you could change into that would change your you know initial appearance chances are good that you've if you walked around in something in this bag you would look a little bit like nobility if you walked around in you know out in the streets when it's nothing special is happening right in the meantime dan
0: will move over to a table sit down roll out the light bearer scroll that contacts High Inquisitor Udis, and she will begin writing using a quill, specifically asking questions regarding the Inquisitor Margaret here in Wood's End. What do you want to know about her? What was the nature of her assignment there after Night's Day? Why was she chosen? What is her school of magic specialty? What is her demeanor? How would one get into her good graces? And she's just writing down that list literally on the
1: scroll and then letting it absorb in and get sent off. And yeah, it's the kind of thing where you write it and then the ink disappears, like you said, absorbs into the paper. And since you're not necessarily in a hurry, leave the paper out and then this answer shows up. And presumably Eudis replies and says, Margaret was a trainer for us for years. At the light tower, she trained wizards to defend themselves against the darker arts the intention of sending her to Wood's End was to send a reasonable, experienced person, and I trust that she will root out any issues in Wood's End. Are there reports of evil things happening in Wood's End? Question mark. We had a few questionable reports, but since then, most reports have been glowing at this point. It seems that things have settled down from night to day. Have you found it to be different are you at Wood's End? Who sent the initial reports? Kind of a long pause and then suddenly it just writes in the paper light bearers and then it fades out. I take it our gnome
5: friend hasn't gotten there yet.
0: So apparently the light bearers were reporting strange things happening, and now it's been all glowing reports.
5: The only light bearer that we've ran into was under Asher's influence. It might be safe to assume that the rest of them are.
0: Including Margaret? She's
5: technically an inquisitor. And if she got up here after the reports...
0: She wasn't showing any magical aura around her at the party. There was no curse on her that we knew of. Maybe it's worth speaking to her about. Ask her about the initial reports. Who reported them. Why they changed their minds.
5: Was she sent up here in response to the reports? Yes. Then she might have been up here after the reports. And then they were saying all is well.
0: She might be suspicious.
5: She might be lying low, too, pl- buying her time. I think we should speak to her. I do agree with
0: that. Just another name on the list. Yeah. Is there anything else you think I can ask Yudas to help us with our information here?
5: I don't see what he
0: could help us with. It's got to be detached. She'll nod, pick up the quill again, and write down, Thank you. We will keep you informed with any information we get. And then roll the scroll case up and put it away. In the meantime, we'll wait for more Kildurkin to show up or
1: go to sleep, whichever happens. So as you wait around, Cody shows up. Segetha and Dinner are with him. And he almost looks surprised that you're still here. You know, like the idea that Mert kind of gave him some lip last time you saw him. And he seems almost happy that you're here. Just kind of smiles and puts out his arms a little bit. And he's far away from you, so it's not like you would come running to his arms or something, but he almost look, puts his arms out like he's waiting for a hug or something, and he says, I'm glad to see you. Kind of looks at Merc specifically. Have you been fed?
5: I'm only going to say this once. I'm sorry, Cody, about yesterday. found out how they were tracking me, and then had nothing to do with you.
1: He puts his hand behind your head, like kind of reaches up, push, pulls your forehead to his. And he smiles and just out of the corner of your eye sees that missing tooth of his. He says, I wouldn't trust me either. Then he pushes you away a little bit and bats you on the shoulder. He says, let's get a drink, huh? Maybe not tonight. He looks horribly disappointed. Kind of looks over at Pelias and says, well, I'm going to get a drink. Peleus kind of smiles at him and starts reaching for a bottle. So everybody curls up in their spot in front of the hearth. And towards the morning, Zan, you're on your watch. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happened other than a few Kildrican getting a little bit inebriated. She's praying for divination as well as word of recall to be used today. All right, morning comes. Pelly is just putting eggs on. You don't know when that guy sleeps. <laughs> He's going to eat quick. She'll tell Peleus, let
0: them know I'll be back shortly. I need to run an errand very quickly this morning. I'll be right back. She'll eat fast and then take off. She's going to go to the Keeper's Temple, cast word of recall in the confines of that area
1: where the Monsignor was. Sure. And then come back to the tavern afterwards. Okay. Spend a little time just Mm -hmm. scoping the place out. And, you know, obviously, Willoughby Wine Garner, he is just sort of woken up. He looks like hell, but he allows you to do your thing, sort of set the place up as a sacred spot for your spell. I apologize in advance if we appear suddenly, but it's quite necessary. You make your way back to the Watery Mink Mm -hmm. and nobody has even woken up yet. (laughs) So take her helm off and sit at a table and just prepare for her day. All right. Oh, you smell eggs.
4: Mm, I'm up. up.
1: (laughs) You see Peleus as soon as you get up. He cracks a couple of eggs and he starts whipping them, just scrambling those eggs for <laughs> you. Excellent. Hog, if you
5: really wanted to be chaotic, you would tell him
1: now you want it over easy.
0: Yeah. I like scrambled.
4: That way you can eat them over Lucan.
0: <laughs> I think you can eat any eggs over Lucan if you wanted
1: to.
4: Eggs over Lucan. It's a new thing. <laughs> That's,
1: that should be oh the, my God. The, the name of the episode. Eggs <laughs> over Lucan. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> People will be like, what is this episode about?
0: <laughs> they'd be like, like no, say, no just wait till the I end. end i understand it's end. about a hold it's two hours how is it all about that <laughs> all right zan will wake everybody up as needed
1: to, to get the day going so you're walking up by zan? Yeah. I,
2: I
4: i am like <laughs> greedily just clanking away on my plate right next to luke and as i'm Chowing down these eggs.
3: He's going to get your shoulders I'm and pull not, you away from him. <laughs> I'll get up. I'll get up. Get up. I get it. <laughs> I'm
0: getting up, Holg. You to leave him alone for half a second. There's <laughs> breakfast time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Let everybody get fed and get ready.
1: Then we'll make our way to the temple. All right. Go into the wall. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to get there. Yeah. All right. So everybody climbs down. It's relatively simple enough. Make sure nobody's around. It's early enough that that's fine. And then work your way down a rope a little bit and then transfer over to a ladder. You work your way down, as you go down, you do see some coin worked in and out of the well, laying in these little crevices in this rough stone. When you get to the bottom, there's only one way it's going to go. You continue on, kind of have a moment where you're like, okay, they told us to go right, but everything else told us to go left. And so, which direction do you want to go? Only rights. Taking only rights, moving yourself through again this sort of maze of tunnels, and then eventually walking into a hallway in which there's an entrance, and you sort of step into that entrance, and again, Elven faces one dwarven and a chamber beyond. Sand will put the brooch back on and make her way into the temple area.
5: Okay. Mirror will do this. Well, he won't put the brooch on, but he'll make his way into the
0: temple. Zane's looking for the gnome. Is he still in here?
1: And again, you get this hello, friend, from this dwarven. It's all the way to the left, this dwarven base, which is the closest to the door.
0: Yes, hello. And yes,
1: as you step through to the corridor, at this point, it's open. And in this room, there's this giant circle on the floor. But in the middle of the room, there's a giant tree. It's probably, if you had to guess, it was an oak, this giant sturdy tree in the middle of the room coming up from the center, from the very place that you buried those bodies. And at the base of that tree is Penren, this gnome, the furry chainmail. And he sees you come in and he says, good morning. What did you do? I didn't do anything. The goddess made something. From death, life is born anew.
0: I suppose that's fine. Uh, we need to do some prayers in
1: here. Is that all right? Will we be interrupting you? He says this is the all-faith shrine. I don't know that you could say a prayer that would not be appropriate. Hulk, don't try anything, okay? <laughs> it's not a
2: challenge.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he managed to say that right as I was, like, raising a hand and opening my mouth.
2: <laughs>
0: never, uh, lie. never Never mind. Never mind. All right, Xan will start setting up everything she needs to ritually cast divination. She'll put out the incense and place it in kind of a sword shape. On the crossbar hilt of it, she will reach down and pull out her lucite steel ornate rod, the thing she's been casting light on to give to Merc, and she'll place it across the crossbar of the sword. And then she will begin her 10-minute chanting and prayer for divination.
5: I think Merc will walk around to all the different gods just like slowly expect each one and then I mean obviously spending a little more time Pyrian. I wish I'd known this was here I think it would have saved me much
0: trouble in my youth Okay. so she's kneeling down in prayer and this is I believe the first time Zane has ever cast any sort of communing with Lucian type spell in her life she's prayed to him before and she's felt his presence but she's never directly communicated to him like this and it's a new experience for her So you need to ask the question right that's right so what is she experiencing as the spell completes
1: i guess so you set up your sword shape and as you do that you feel the presence around you you're not exactly sure how to find that but you just feel almost as though you are being surrounded by the presence of positive force of of some sort you can only assume it's lucian and you sort of put into your moment when you breathe in, everything seems correct. Everything's right with the world. You breathe out and you feel like you're adding something to the universe. And you breathe in again and hold it for a second. And then you ask your question. Is traveling to
0: the elven lands to gain the ability to cure uncurable wounds of a benefit to our overall goal of
1: defeating Asher Wulnir, if it is to be found there? you hear wind for a second and it gets a little bit louder more profound in your ears but also your your soul you can feel the wind as it comes back to you and along the wind you hear celestial notes and the notes say you do indeed need to follow that path to defeat astral near however There's a weird long pause as the wind sort of blows through your ears and says, make a stand against the bishop. It won't be his end, but it will be essential to his defeat. And the wind sputters out and you're sitting in this room with this tree and a gnome with a furry armor across the way. What was the outward appearance of all of that?
0: Did anybody see anything from me? Or was she just sitting there with her eyes closed? Yeah, it was internal. It was just in your head. Yeah. All right. So she's going to kind of open her eyes and then just gasp a little bit. Like, <sighs> and looking around, not frantically, but just getting a sense of where she is again. Because she felt displaced for a moment. We have to go there. They say
4: it's essential for
0: defeating Asher. I'm ready right. to go now. I am too.
3: I feel I need to go with you, Zan.
4: Hope kind of pats himself down. He's like, Yeah, I think I got everything.
5: Oh, I'm ready. Let's go.
1: He'll just nod. You ready, Relop?
2: Yep. So we're all going? Apparently. All right. Take a good long look at the and vision, and back of my head, mutter a couple of words under my breath, and teleport on over.
1: So the stone room around you, tree in the center, spins around, draws this image of Pinren, the last Pinnery, with you. Although he's not included. So we don't actually see him move. But he's part of your image as you bend around. And you feel almost nauseous first, just a second as things move out of reality. Then move back into the plane that you are currently. And suddenly you are standing in a dense, heavy forest. Not the borderwood. Not the first bend's forest. It's something you other than Relop have not seen before. You are very much deep in the wilderness. Heavy trees, dense foliage at the base of the trees. It's almost twilight because of the canopy above you. And everyone's there, standing in this spot. And you look at each other in the hopes that you are where you were wanting to be. (laughs)
0: You for listening to this episode of D4 on the floor, please check out our D4 on the floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four on the floor.com for more great gaming content.
3: Where did we end last session?
0: We were in that room with the elven phases, and one of them was dwarven. I put the dwarven brooch in front of it and it said hello, friend. And okay. we're moving on from there. Or you can listen to this story I'm about to tell you. We could. We that will also cut. cut you up. I did we think about that as soon as
3: it. I asked the question. Like, like as I was asking the question, I was like, I could just listen to the recap. I guess.
0: <laughs> hey,
2: is there any way we could get like a recap of what happened last week? I
0: mean, I, I can, <laughs> let me write something up real quick. Oh, really really have, good idea.
3: We never have anything <laughs> available for us to just, uh, look at these summaries. Like and recaps? some sort of
0: shared resource that we could all get to, like a library, but virtual.
1: Very nice. Thanks. I
0: can read copy. Got to get out of my other characters. Oh Making like characters in D&D Beyond, it gets a little hectic. <laughs> God, look at all this great history we have. So rich. So rich. Rich <laughs> with lore. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> yeah. I set you up for that one. You're welcome.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm the Zandalorian. Anyway. Okay. So. You know, I'm just going to say it. John Favreau should do a Star Wars movie
1: trilogy just like a whole trilogy what a hot take like mercenary you just make characters where they're called their job yeah right (laughs) that's your go-to wait
4: for that character pooper scooper (laughs) (laughs) or town perv
5: (laughs) how you know merc's not the town perv and that's why he's the
1: he's the traitor (laughs) but we don't know that really it's
3: a really big twist ending
1: to this whole thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah in the end it was actually asher who was right we,
3: we've been helping a pervert this whole time Gosh, dang it.
2: well yeah trying to figure out
3: are you drunk john
2: <laughs> i'm just trying are to figure you having out a stroke why... <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice stroke john oh, wow <laughs> it's an office office line this nice stroke is- pam I was going to suggest you take
5: tailcoats there, but uh, whatever.
0: Whose tailcoats?
5: Coattails is what I meant to
0: say. And that. Be- oh, got it. <laughs> That's makes more sense. <laughs> I, I felt like there was a character that I didn't remember the nickname for. Okay. Let me say yeah. that line again. So it actually. Sure. Makes yeah. We so, good. Yeah. what you
3: Anybody else peeing right now? No.
5: I'm peeing my pants. Right meow. Right meow. Mm, it's nice and warm.
1: Uh,
4: mm. i sure can that smell that guys. thank you yeah no problem
1: that i haven't figured out let me look let me see if i have an idea let me look here questioning the gm's notes gotcha
0: <laughs> i stumped him i win dungeons and dragons <laughs> and it was advanced and it was advanced <laughs> I'm going to step away for a little bit. You're in the scene.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. I was like, wait a minute. Fine. I'm just doing everything. It's okay. Somebody, you know, Ange will like tell us we're wrong. Right. So I want to make sure we got it right. Yeah. Thomas, Thomas, get Ange right now. (laughs) (laughs) Get our lore keeper, Danny Carr, on
0: the phone right now uh, and tell us whether we're right or wrong.
1: That's the really funny thing about recording your (laughs) sessions, right? If this was like an uh, unrecorded game, we'd be like, yeah, let's do it. But like we're recording, right. it and we're like, okay, we better that. rewrite.
4: The guys are wondering right now, did Lance ever get rid of the scroll case that was the communication to Udis? Right. Because we used it at Fire's Heart when we were like, we got the grain, it's coming your way. And then we
1: legitimately standing there answering it for us. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. Awesome.
4: She said, unless something happened in the last episode, he still has it.
0: Nope. Nope. So he's got it. Tell her I set all my possessions on fire. She fine. is the
1: best. And that's fine. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Okay. Thanks, we're just going through the list because Lance tell her thank all you. his belongings on fire. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, just,
0: we're, we're actually looting best. his
1: stuff right
4: now. We want to know that's an option. Yeah, Zan's dead yeah.
0: and we're just looting her corpse. It's fine. Yeah.